Hello and welcome to The Song Inside, where we go inside people's stories to discover their songs. I'm your host, Dietrich Rodman Struck, piano goddess and song goddess, and I'll be walking people through this journey to find the songs hidden within themselves. Welcome. Hello, everyone. I have yet to make it through an intro without singing along, I think. Welcome to The Song Inside. I am your host, Deidre Rodman-Struck, and I am here today with the fetching, the fabulous, the behatted Eric Biondo. Hi, Eric. Hello. How are you, Deidre? Behatted. Is that a word? Behatted? To wear a hat? Be a song word. Oh, a song word. Behatted. Behatted. Bothered and bewildered, maybe. Oh, somebody already did that one. Dang it. Dang. Eric Biondo, who I met at Banff Jazz Camp in 2000 and haven't seen in a really long time, and I miss you. Yes, I know. It's been too long. I know. I remember always feeling very big sisterly towards you at Jazz Camp, and I, I'm wondering now if that was slightly annoying. <laughs> No, it was beautiful. <laughs> I just feel like when I met you, I felt like we had the kind of relationship where I could just punch you in the arm and say, <laughs> make good choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you made yeah. good choices? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, it's, it's, you know, life is full of, uh, you know, trying to, trying to keep, keep creative and stay on it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's, a, it's definitely a, a road of, uh, you know, discipline and trying to work hard, you know. So. When you said discipline, I thought you were going to say disappointment. <laughs> oh, it, well, I, could, I mean, isn't discipline kind of disappointment, really? It's sort of, it kind of works, you know, it's like if you're not up against the, you know, the 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 things that help you grow, you're really not disciplined. <laughs> right, that's true. You know. You know? I like how we're just getting deep right away. I love I it. <laughs> well, I kind of want to know what you've been up to in general since and, we talked last. I mean, God, it's been a it's been a minute. Um, definitely, uh, you know, the pandemic obviously had its uh, its its layer of 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 you know you know it was another layer to break through. Um, and stay, uh, you know, in in the in the right in the right lane as far as creation goes. So it's been it's been an up and down battle to be creative. Um, you know, there's, it's really easy, especially these days, to kind of just you know say, hey, give yourself a break, you know, and <laughs> and not not push yourself, you know. I think and that's, that could, you know, that's really interesting. Yeah. I like that you said that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But um, you subverted my expectation there because what I tell myself is it's okay you can create. (laughs) The opposite, because for me, I tend to default to freak out. Right. So I don't know. I feel like it's – I was super impressed. Let me just tell you where I'm – because you can't see into my brain, which would be weird. So I was looking at your – discography and your output 
And I was super impressed because you have been pretty continuously releasing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I find that for myself to be so difficult. And I wanted to ask you how, what's your mindset behind that? How are you able to do that? Because it keeps you creating. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my philosophy in a way is like, you know, it's sort of like if you shut down the channel, like, you know, maybe there's a ship passing through that's going to be better than the other, you know, five pieces of, of driftwood, which could also be, you know, and with that said, it's so challenging, um, especially when you're being critical to, to, to allow that to happen. And also, you know, you know, really I'm, I'm, I'm my biggest listener, you know, Mm. and like, you know, it's like, as we know in this era, there's just so many people writing so many great things and so much on the, on the plate for listening that, that, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing it, you're really kind of doing it for yourself to, to, uh, like, like you work out for yourself. Oh, I like that analogy. You know, you eat good food for yourself. You don't do it for other people, but you, you know, if you have to, you know, run a marathon or you have to run to the bus, <laughs> you might be in pretty good shape to do it if you can, if you can, you know, maintain that that sort of mental um, conditioning or whatever you want to call it. Right. So that's but, my next question. How do you put out content mm. and then not be attached to how many followers, how many listens, how many people buying my track? Yeah, that's 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 a definitely a, a good question. I guess I was inspired lo- a long time ago by a friend named Josh Citron, who's a great writer, who would be a great uh, guest for your show, actually. Um, you know, we were, you know, he was always like, wow, you put out so much music. But then he also knew about all the other songs that I didn't put out that I was sort of working on endlessly and never quite ready for them to be done that whole thing and you're going okay and then he would listen to it and he'd be like it's done like what are you doing Mm -hmm. like just just get it out because you're you're you're, it's like you know it's sort of like um constipation or something like (laughs) it's blocking up the flow (laughs) blocked up the flow and then it's like you can't you don't have the capacity to create something Mm. else or you do, but it's just, you know, I don't know. I guess we, we're fascinated with dams and we're fascinated mm. with rivers. You know, it's That's like, really interesting. I've heard people talk about that with money too, about mm. this flow, this abundant flow of, because I come from a background of deprivation in my family and I know a lot of artists probably do. I'm just guessing because we're so willing to do so much for so little a lot of the time that it's hard to put something out there because you think I'm not going to, there's a limited resource. Money is a limited resource. So if I spend this, like I'm going to be out instead of thinking I need to spend this so it can come back or I need to, I only have this amount of songs in me. It's like, well, no, just put it out there and another one will come, but it does involve a lot of faith and trust. Yeah, more will come. And the, the yeah, the fear of of 
of getting better and the fear of trying to outdo yourself or write a better song, which is, I think about this a lot actually is like, I don't think you can possibly be a better songwriter than you were the first time you wrote a song. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, a, there's not like a, a curve that goes <laughs> like you just keep getting better and your songs keep getting better. They're kind of always the same, but your, your, whatever you're singing about is, you know, it's like some of the best songs in the world are like, you know, a child could write them there, yes. but, but, but adults wrote them, you know? Yes. I completely, completely agree. That's part of my whole mission statement is to help people who don't think that they can write songs know that they actually completely, they could write the most amazing song. Right. Because there's only one of them. <laughs> and yeah. it does, it's not about how much training you have. It's about, the song coming from, I mean, obviously, you know, the more tools you have, the more interesting things you can do, I guess. Sure. Yeah. But it all comes from the same source and that source is always there. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trying, yeah. Trying to, to, um, not judge the, the, the song, you know, which is really hard to do because you're comparing yourself to like all these amazing songwriters but we only see the hits, you know, we don't see the, the 500, you know, uh, failures or, 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 or undeveloped ideas. And then we also compare ourselves to people that have huge production yeah. budget and time in the studio and right. where you're like, okay, I have a laptop and I have a microphone <laughs> and a few keyboards and, and I'm going to mix it myself and it's right. not going to be. It's not going to be like radio ready, you know, in a way. But then, right. I think FOMO a- is is a huge, huge issue for artists, especially for musicians, because it's it's it is it's so easy to hear. Even during the pandemic, it's like, oh, this person's doing that. This person's song is amazing. This person wrote five songs, but you don't see, like you're saying, the the countless numbers of mornings when they were trying and it wasn't coming out, or they were comparing themselves to someone else in this big cycle. <laughs> it's like, right, right. And then you see, and then like you know, on social media, you see like just like snippets of people's really successful moments. And it seems like there's a lot of them because you're getting it from a lot. You know, if you're if you're friends with a lot of musicians like that are talented, like you see a lot of of that energy, and you you know it can be it can hold you down sometimes if you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, that's that's really pretty incredible what everyone's doing. I know yeah. it's hard to hold yourself up to this imaginary standard. I had a really good wise friend tell me that I was really envious of someone who they were doing all these amazing things. It was pre-pandemic, so they were probably on the road or, like, I don't know. And she said, okay, cool. So imagine you're taking that person's place, but you have to take their entire life also. Right. Ooh, I don't want to, like, I really like my family. Like, I I like certain things about my, I don't want to take their whole life, but that's kind of the deal. You know, they're dealing with their own shit. I'm dealing with my own shit, and that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it comes down to this, you know, and I guess it's probably the way nature has always been, like we're just always in comparison mode of, you right. know, oh, that, 
person has a really, you know, they, their lifestyle is really like fancy. And you're like, wow, <laughs> like they just write songs and play guitar. Like how do they right. do that? <laughs> yes. Life on repeat. Yeah. That's the song, by the way, that I picked for my surprise song. Oh, oh nice. Life nice. on repeat. Yeah. I listened to a lot of your – I was so impressed also because I guess it's a difference between being envious and being inspired. Like I can be mm-hmm. envious. I could say, Eric's putting on all this stuff. Like I don't even know if I have a band camp. Or I can also twist it around and say, I'm really inspired by Eric because on Bandcamp, it was super helpful for me preparing for this podcast because on each release, you actually wrote down some context of the song. Right. The release date, all the personnel. And that was so helpful for me. It's like, oh, look at these. He did this like one after another in this year. And and Life on Repeat was a really interesting arrangement to me. And, it, and I kept coming back to it. I listened to pretty much everything you have on Bandcamp. It was really cool for me. So <laughs> I got you. like a, a dose of beyond, the drug of Beyondo. Beyondo. Oh, wow. um, and through all of the songs, because I've known you for a long time, I still can hear you in them, mm. which I love. That hasn't changed. Oh, thank you. Oh, please. Thank you. Um, tell me about Life on Repeat. I want to know more. Uh, I wrote that song, God, like it's 2013. I didn't release it for many, many uh, years because I was kind of working. Well, one of those things where I was working on it and like I didn't know what I was, what I was really aiming for in a lot of ways. Um, but I started the, I, I created the track. I recorded. I do a lot of recording with my dad, and wow. he started. Yeah, we, he, he's, you know, like every time I go back for like the holidays or if I go back to Buffalo, we would get together and, you know, he plays the bass and he would, a lot of times he'd have some of his own ideas or I'd have some ideas, but that particular song, we were just making up a, like a bass and drum track without any particular guidance. Mm-hmm. And he came up with the bass line, pretty much the whole bass line, and then it was long and we were just kind of like, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be like something we were going to like talk about and then redo certain parts or, or it was just like, okay, like I can edit the parts that weren't strong enough for me. I could just mute or edit. And then I just started like, I just tried to think of the shape of it and just kept tried like try to pick sounds that were moody and, um, and then, you know, slowly added, uh, you know, tried to work on some lyric ideas and, and it took, it took a long time to kind of like, cause the form is kind of long and kind of like, where is this going? And then I was, you know, obviously thinking like, how can I change the, I don't want this to be too boring. <laughs> and so like add, and I had my friend Stuart, um, bogey play some clarinet, no, some sax on it and. And then every time you add somebody else's sound to it, it changes things in a way. Like you're just, oh, okay. I'm I'm inspired to work on this more because I'm not listening to just the same old stuff. Right. You know, so. Of course. That makes sense. Somebody else's sound and energy takes the song in a direction maybe you weren't thinking of. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's yeah. listen to Life on Repeat.
Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's been a minute since I listened to that. Wow. I would encourage people to put on headphones for that one. Because oh, it really just took me on a whole oral journey <laughs> to different planets. It was really amazing. And I like knowing that your dad played the bass too, because I, I listened to it in a different way. Because mm. that bass is so integral to the song. Like, mm-hmm. His sound is really unusual, I feel like. Yeah, he, he, you know, my, my dad uh, often doesn't have the, uh, he's never really in shape to play or he doesn't have an instrument. So he like borrows an instrument. Like he's not, so like, and then the equipment that we use at my mom's, like this old, like really kind of, uh, you know, not uh, what you would use for recording a bass amp. Right. Like it's like, PA top that like is full of <laughs> like dirt and like just crackles. And, <laughs> Love that. All we all we have, and right. then, so we just do it with the with the best we have, and then it's just kind of you know it's kind of it's kind of like you know eating food at a at a place with there's there's not maybe it's not the best eggs, but like the mayo's really okay, and <laughs> and in that balance. moment, it's the best thing you've ever had because you're really hungry. Yeah, you're like, oh, Cheese was really good. <laughs> How would so, you compare your recorded stuff to doing stuff live? Yeah, I, playing live for me is I, I totally anxiety ridden. Mm. Uh, I'm never like I, that's another aspect of the process is like it, you never can make it sound like you do on the computer, and and I wish I could because I'd be a lot. I think I'd be a lot more excited to try and do things live. And I just feel so it's like having like a sound, a sound person that doesn't put reverb on yeah. or like, or are you just the root? And it's, you know, if I sing kind of quiet, there's always feedback. Right. And, You're not in control of what people are, the, the oral lands, landscape. You're really yeah, not in control it, of it. It's just frustrating. And I kind of like, I think after doing it many times that, places that weren't taking it as seriously as some of the, you know, even hearing other people and just be like, wow, I wish, you know, I wish there was more. Be, wouldn't it be great if like every time you went to a club, the engineer like, like maybe listened to a few of your songs. <laughs> that would be, that's the dream. You're just, you know, just wow. even 10 seconds, 10 <laughs> seconds. Yes. Like, okay, this is like, we kind of want this to sound like that. I mean, we don't imagine, you know, but. So my dream not- is to find a room with a really good piano with somebody ah. who listened, a listening room with really good sound. And I don't have to bring 50 people. They just want me to play because they like my music. Right. I know yeah. it's a pipe dream, but that's the goal. That's the dream. Yeah. Built in, built in, uh, you know, listeners <laughs> yeah exactly you know? well yeah. i always loved your live shows because they were different from the recordings so that's interesting that you say that because the songs themselves are really good and it's a it's a chance for me to hear the songs differently yeah also you always get kick-ass people that helps yeah no the the the, the, the folks that uh, play with me are like i mean it was re- that was sort of the uh the reward was listening to them, <laughs> yeah. you know, play, you know, um, it's like, Oh yeah, I can be, I can be like 
at like 60%, but as if, even if they're, you know, they're just sort of make up for it, you know, and it's kind of, yeah. it would bring you, it brings, it would bring me up. Cause it's yeah. for me, like live, especially singing, like singing st- live still feels brand new, even after mm-hmm. 20 years. I wanted to ask you, you know? about singing because when we were at jazz camp together, I keep calling it jazz right. camp, but that's essentially what it was. Yeah, it was, it was jazz school That was camp. a really magical few weeks in the mountains of Canada. I think for me, especially because of your, because of Beyondo, the group that was playing with you, your stuff, and you were singing and it was, it was just joyous. And yeah. I had conceived of a lot of jazz up to that point as very serious music and I need to be serious. And it's people moaning and groaning and like the solos are really long and, and right. you guys were there and you were there as a band and you were singing, which I know I've shared this on the podcast before, but singing for me when I went to North Texas was like verboten. It's like, I'm playing piano now and I want people to take me seriously. So I'm not doing that. You know? right. <laughs> but you right. guys just, it was so fun. I mm. was so inspired by it. I really think you don't even probably know this. So I'll just tell you. You are the one that really inspired me to try singing again. Oh, man. Because I saw that it was part of your overall, quote unquote, voice. Mm. So I saw none of the fear. I just saw having a good time, Mm -hmm. which made me believe that maybe I could have a good time. So thanks for that unintentional inspiration of something that terrifies you. That's that's really sweet. I mean, I... I, uh... Yeah, it's, I guess, you know, as going, going, you know, to the next gig and doing the next singing thing and, and, and trying to be like in, in, in a headspace of like not caring and finding, um, you know, finding out what things I could do without being like, oh my God, why are you doing this? Like became you know uh, as i got a little older just trying to get to that to make it a little bit more enjoyable um like trying to sing really high which i used to do a lot was very (laughs) tough to do and uh a lot of there was you know it was risky to try that and execute that those things and not you know just i don't just feel like it was totally not musical and do you think this thing about singing came – where do you think it came from? Because do you feel the same way about your trumpet playing? I do, actually, yeah. Okay. The, tr- the, the trumpet playing and the singing are very synonymous. You know, they are uh, – yeah, th- I think that I struggle with that as a trumpet player, too. Of like, like, you know, I grew up on – or I, I, I attempted to play a lot of jazz and stuff um, – Cause I love it and it's amazing, but I, I often felt like I was, I don't, I don't want to say this sounds terrible, but like a bad actor, you know, mm. like, like an imposter like, or what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, because there, there is sort of instant gratification when you learn a bunch of other people's words and other people's licks mm. and you feel like you feel good. You feel like I can, yeah. I can play jazz, you know? But that's not really like inside. That's not really what 
it, what meant to me, it meant to be able to, to put together your own, you know, music on the spot. And, and right. Not- but I feel like part of the, the whole learning of jazz involves learning other people's licks and playing those. And then eventually you can kind of use those as a jumping off point. Right. It, it, it is, it is part of the, part of the, you know, sort of the traditional, I guess, approach to, to, um, to, to, to playing music like, like jazz music mm-hmm. or in the world in certain ways. But then like you listen to like, I don't know, music that's not jazz that comes from other things um, that maybe wasn't so directly influenced, but still has elements of improvisation in right. it. And how different that sounds, yeah. you know, and, and trying to um, sort of, sort of imagine like, okay, what if I still showed up to practice every day with the idea of exploration, mm. but all I really knew was these notes and, and I didn't know any rhythms. I didn't know what rhythm was and I didn't know what I was playing with. I didn't know time, Wow. you know, time, you know, and then trying to, you know, go through the, I mean, that's the hardest way, you know, to be, to play without, you know, without fitting into a certain kind of genre. Oh, that's impossible. Sorry, I was going to say it's impossible. That feels like a very negative mindset. Very hard. It's it's (laughs) impossible. No, um, no, it's, it's, (laughs) it's not impossible, but but it's something that you I go back and forth between because like yeah I I I just so much love for the sounds and the architecture of the greats you yeah. know I could play I could play Charlie Parker every day and just be like I don't know, how how did this yeah how did this happen so are you still playing jazz I do I do practice jazz um you know I do it for 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 the love of the sound of it um then i find like when i try and improvise i really have to i have to get into the right mindset to to see what i can do but do you remember sorry yeah no yeah i was just (laughs) i just had a funny memory about you Hmm. and jazz I think I told you this once before, but it was years ago. It was maybe like 13 years ago, and I was having a moment at my piano. And just with New York in general, and I was fed up with, you know, trying to do all this music stuff and jazz and booking, and I was confused. And and I literally said out loud, I was like, universe, I'm done. I'm done with jazz. I am done. I am done with jazz. The phone rings. Bling, it's you saying, hey, you want to play it Smalls tonight? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, universe? I literally just told you I was done with jazz and Eric's calling me to play the jazziest jazz club that ever jazzed. I, I think I remember that actually, yeah. That, that. <laughs> and then I wrote a song about it. I'll have to find that song and like throw it at the end of the episode. But it was just like, thank you, Eric. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, what do I, what do I, what the fuck? What do I know? Like labels and I'm not, no more jazz. And you're like, hey, want to have some fun at Smalls? Yes. 
No, <laughs> I don't know we anything. Had, we had a great time too, and it was like, man, it was so fun. It's so fun, and I and guess that's like, you know, I loved, I loved, I do love <laughs> play it. But like, I want to be able to pick up my instrument. It's sort of like, you know, it's like if you got like 10 bad actors together to like play, you know, this, like, like read, read The Godfather. You know, it's just not, it's just not, gonna, it's just not going to be, you know, or, or like, you know, or, you know, but even with that said, see, I'm getting into, I'm getting into sort of a not fun mentality of like, do I hear you drums? Can do that and have fun. You know? Yeah. Are you above a drummer right now? Oh, they're 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 doing a gut renovation. Next oh, it's door. so funny because it's very rhythmic. It's like, dun, 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 yeah, they're dun, they're, dun. they're pretty good with the rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, my friend who just visited from Idaho, he's kind of a mentor of mine. He's an older person. He's done a lot of traveling, and he was saying, as he left New York, he he just said, "Tedry, stay amused. Just stay amused." And I feel yeah. like. In this song, I talked about how you know you were swearing like a sailor, and and we were just have we were um, like quoting ridiculous songs in our solos, and it just was ridiculously fun, right? And it made me rethink my thinking about labels. It's like mm-hmm. just that it feels like the universe had a sense of humor because it's like, oh, you think you're done with jazz? How about don't label it as that? And just go play music with your friends and get over yourself. <laughs> right. No, and that's that's really the thing is like even just talking for the last bit here, like I'm finding like I gravitate towards this this thing that like wait a minute. Why that's energy wasted. Like just you know like trying to figure out what it is and just just doing it. And looking at the instrument and being okay, that's that's just my voice. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not. It's you know sometimes you talk like a certain way, and sometimes you don't. And you know there's you and it's overthinking. Yeah. You know. You know, like what am I talking about? Once again, <laughs> I've overthought. I've overthought it. Like, um, because yeah, I guess if I it's like trying to invent my own language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, this brings you know. me to to the song that you picked, actually, because mm-hmm. I like the title, which is "I've Learned to Dance," and I love the song. It's for your mom, and that feels like it relates to what we're talking about. What do you think? Um. Yeah, in in a, in a way, like you know, trying to. Sorry, this. this That's okay. It's so funny. <laughs> I also listen to a lot of ghost podcasts and I'm like, you have a poltergeist, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's so early. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, like trying to trying to approach the music with with uh, like when when I wrote that song, I didn't really know what I was going to like. That song was recorded and written within 20 minutes of itself wow it wasn't like, it wasn't like i had written it and worked on it it was so it is related the, in that we were talking about not overthinking true yes that was a non that was like i have to do this and i, I i've been wanting to do more of this we're like 
I called my friend who has a pretty nice studio and I was just, I woke up that morning and I was like, do you have time today to like do a song? I just feel like trying it. Mm -hmm. And, and he was like, yeah. And I just went over there with absolutely nothing prepared. Wow. And just, and then, you know, he started with a beat and then Mm -hmm. I just went over to the piano and created some chords and then. I didn't have words or anything, but I knew that I had to get a song. Yeah, done. you, you, you were the ship was in the channel. You were, you were open. Yeah. You know, you yeah, were like, I, I'm going to be an open channel today. Let's see what happens. And and yeah, it's like when you put when you make sort of uh, yeah when you put yourself in that you know circle to try that you have to. You know, it's sort of like you're you're in you're 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 performing. You you have to like make it happen. Yeah. And it could it it could have it could have been like maybe it would have been better if I had done it another way, or maybe it would be worse if I had done it another way. But uh, it ended up being fine. It's perfect you know I mean? though. It's like this that you you allowed it to exist. It this little song being was knocking at your door, and you said, "Ah, oh, I feel this." I need to release a song being today. Let's just go do this. Right. And you just did it. Like if you had stopped to judge any of that, it just wouldn't have happened. And instead we get this amazing song. So let's listen to I've Learned to Dance. Hey, butterfly.
your mother. Tell her that I've learned to dance. It's so catchy. Oh, People, baby. call your mom. Call your mom and tell yeah. her that you love her. Yeah. Eric, yes. it's so good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for talking to you. I feel, feel like I've done some sort of cleanse. <laughs> I've never done a cleanse, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking <laughs> really? about, but no. <laughs> but today I did one with you. Oh, Oh, God. I did a music cleanse. <sighs> so people can find you at Beyondo, which is B-E-Y-O-N-D-O, at all of the usual places. Yep. And you can find me at thesonginside.me. And I know it's cliche, but I want to tell people, tell your music nerd friends and your other friends to listen to the show and then maybe write me a really nice review because the algorithm's like that. And I don't really care, but of course I care because I care what other people think. Actually, I just like doing the show, but it does it does give me that little endorphin hit when it's like, oh, someone else listened. I, I, I admit it. I'm a human being. Yes. Yep. And um, every day at 1 p.m. Eastern on the weekdays, I'm going live on Facebook improvising on the piano. I'm calling them daily piano snacks. So you can find me there, too. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Eric, um, behatted friend. Thank, thank you. you for cleansing me. Thanks for thanks for talking. <laughs> I will see you soon, and for everyone else, okay. I will. Oh, Eric, you're going to say something. Oh no, I'm just. Oh. I think that's the uh, the hammering that's triggering the uh, mic. It's oh. <laughs> funny. You mean the ghost? You mean yeah. the jazz ghost? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, and for everyone else, I will see you next Monday. And remember that there is in saw there is a song, many songs inside all of us, you and you and you and you, and me, and you. Said I was done with the jazz world. I didn't account on you. You got me a gig at a little club. But no one knew me, no one knew me. singer, songwriter, or diva, or jazz cat. I just know I like playing music for fun and hope that it touches everyone. Well, I know that you were just looking for someone to fill in the gaps for you. Thanks for the gig. Thanks for the gig.